Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Today is Wednesday, May 17th, 2023. Welcome to Big Screens and TV Streams, live from the Grand Forks Best Source Studios. I'm Dale, along with Victor. What's up, man? Not much, guys. I, I got to tell you, man, I'm super excited right now because there's a lot to talk about, man. We got a lot on our plates here. So. Yeah. No, we got just a couple quick movie reviews, but a lot of big happenings and shakings going on in the Hollywood world. Oh, we yeah. are going to talk about so much. How's producer Paul doing today? Good. 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 <laughs> Good. <laughs> to the point. Woohoo. Yes. Lots and lots to talk about. Uh, big, big show note to kick off the show here. Um, uh, starting next week, we are going to be doing some new scheduling, at least through the summer. We're going to see how it goes. We may go forward and tweak it from there. Um, just b- j- some changing availabilities and all that. But starting next week, we are going to be going uh, live every other Thursday at uh, it'll, it'll be in the afternoon either at one or three p.m. Uh, but probably we'll, we'll make sure to give a heads up on social medias when that goes up. It'll be Thursday afternoon. We'll maybe experiment with a couple times to see what works best. But it'll be Thursday afternoon every other week, uh, just because of changing availabilities and all that. But uh, and that should give us ways to have more movies to cover and stuff like that when we do an episode. Because hey, sometimes it'd be hard to squeeze in a movie week. We all got our busy lives, mm. so uh, and and maybe more bigger news items to cover over the course of two weeks you know it could be some weeks there could be a ton of stuff to talk about other weeks not so much yeah so uh, but yeah we'll make sure you give a reminder too but uh that will go into effect so next week will be our first time broadcasting live on thursdays most likely i know i will be I plan on seeing Fast X by yeah. then, so I'll, uh, that'll be I'll be the big headline feature review. Victor, Paul, is that going to be either either of your plates to see this over the next week? I, <laughs> I could give a crap I, less I about say, any of the I Fast knew, and Furious new movies now. I know you were going to say that. <laughs> I, I knew you're. I want to say I'm pretty sure. I remember you mentioning in the past, Paul, you are not a fan of Vin Diesel. <laughs> or no, no, or, I, or, I like or, the Fast and Furious movies, but it's just been so overplayed. I mean, oh, I it's like I, it's like. Uh, what was the Tom Cruise or not? Mission Impossible? Well, Mission Impossible did a lot. Of, well, I guess, and you know, James Bond. But I mean, those are classic. What's the, what's the one with Bruce Willis? Oh, you oh, mean Die, Die Hard? Hard? Yeah. Yeah, the last couple yeah. Die Hards. It's uh, like, like, I mean, come on. I, I, nobody's back. hanging off the wing of a <laughs> jet. Yeah. And oh, come on. Except for Tom Cruise. I mean, I, I, Tom Cruise will. <laughs> I, I get the appeal, you know, the action, mm. you know, and, and it, all, it all started with Triple X. Mm. I don't know if you remember that movie. Oh, oh are you Vin kidding Diesel's me? Vin big... Diesel? Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Samuel Jackson? Yeah. yeah. Every, everyone loves that. I, mean, I love it, that movie. I mean, he has that line in there. He's like, you know, quit playing... Uh, I can't remember what he referred to. And he's like, start playing PlayStation. And then he fires a rocket launcher at a car, you know? I don't yeah. know if anybody remembers that line. It's that been movie. a long time since I've seen it. I literally, like, every time I remember, even when you just said Triple X, I remember it's just Samuel Jackson said, if you do this, I'll make all your transgressions like nothing. And then, of course, he gets to play with all the toys. He's like, I like this. <laughs> but that, Yeah, I mean, I just think that they're getting kind of ridiculous. They're always just dumb popcorn, uh, just dumb popcorn, uh, just action movies completely over the top. I just love to just just turn off my brain and just see what crazy stuff they pull off. I mean, Last one, they went to freaking space. <laughs> so it's like I didn't even see the last one. Yeah, barely. They barely went into space, but you'll see it. When it's, I think they had to do it though, just for the res- added respect for Paul Walker, just because they wanted to continue. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's like, well, Paul would want us to keep going. I, I I think Fast and Furious died with Paul Walker. 
I because he he was the main character as far as I'm concerned. I mean, him and Vin Diesel, those were always been, yeah, have always been but, the main two. But Vin Diesel mm. wasn't the main character. Mm. He was the sub character to Paul Walker because mm. Paul Walker was the cop that it was investigating everything. Yeah, and the whole movie was focused around him trying to solve this case and yada yada yada. I guess Vin I always Di- felt Vin- they were as equals. I thought yeah. that too because I, I knew as he went deeper into that world, they became friends, and then he kind of was like, "Oh crap, I did get too involved." At least and maybe you know maybe the original movie, Paul. I could, I can agree with you on that, but at least with Fast Four and going on forwards from that, where they kind of officially team up from there and going forwards when they're on the same team, that's when I felt them more as equals. There, I don't know if that if, if that makes sense, but that's at least in the first movie. I could see your point though for sure, but. Uh, I guess we'll be talking more about that a little later on in the show. A couple quick news items. Uh, I'll do the small one here before the bigger one. Uh, any of you guys watch Archer at all over the years? I've seen I've, the first season. I've watched a little bit it's of it. It's hilarious. It is very funny. <laughs> I, you know, I, I've seen like about five or six episodes. A friend introduced it to me. We watched probably like four or five episodes straight. I'm like, this show's great. I got to start watching it from the beginning. I just never got around to it. But yeah, It's one of those ones that I would have loved to have kept watching, mm-hmm. but I could, you know, it just always back of mind and then mm. you forget about it and i don't know even know how many seasons they had but they one, of the, one of the be... one of the favorite things i ever saw on that because <laughs> i love this kind of sense of mm. humor as he's sitting there and he's like help help and they're like what's wrong he's like nothing i'm asking for the help <laughs> I, I need another drink <laughs> <laughs> i love lana lana is actually one of my favorite characters because she's dating one of archer's like I want to say he's he's not really a spy, but he's just a guy in the background. And she was dating him at the time just to piss Archer off. And I remember he had said something about sex addiction. And she's like, sex addiction's not a real thing, asshole. It is in the real world. Okay, well, let me tell you something. When it is actually in the DDSM, then you can prove it. And then you can actually tell me about it. In the dictionary, still being an asshole. And I was like... Yeah. Archer, a lot of good, a lot of good memories of that show. Uh, at least from like several episodes, and then just from it being in the news, how it unfortunately shared the same acronym as what later became, you know, the actual ISIS. You know, that was their main that the way that all panned out, and the, how they had to, ah, we got to work this out of our show now. And uh, but no, the whole. Season 14, they announced. I had no idea it was still going on, actually. Uh, I, I, I forget. It's been a while since I've mm. kept up with it. But uh, they announced it will be the last season, uh, and all, all the episodes will be airing on FXX. So uh, and then I imagine wow. they'll be available for streaming for later. I don't know if it's on Netflix still. No, at one point it was on Netflix. But, uh, yeah, Archer. I know it was last on season, Hulu, but it was never on Netflix. No. It was on Netflix. No, it was I, I remember watching them on, binging them on a, on a streaming server that service at a friend several this was like several years ago mm. so i don't maybe that at one point it briefly was or maybe we watched them on hulu but uh uh yeah so season 14 that will be the last season wow okay. so and then the other news item this is a bigger one from a few days ago disney announced they will be combining the hulu and disney plus apps into a single streaming app and there it sounds like they're possibly considering throwing espn plus in there too all into just one single app what? They announced during their quarter two, quarter two earnings call just uh, o- almost a week ago. Uh, CEO Bob Iger announced the company is going to create a one-app experience and said it's raising the price of its ad-free plan, which currently is $11 a month. Uh, to quote Bob Iger, he says, While we continue to offer Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus as standalone options, this is a logical progression of our DTC directed consumer offerings that will provide greater opportunities for yada yada yada. Uh, 
just ultimately leading to a more unified streaming experience. I, I read conflicting stories. It sounds like they're doing one single app as an option or they're just going to combine them all into one altogether, kind of like what they're doing with HBO Max and Discovery. I, I've read conflicting reports. This is still being, they're still clarifying this over the last few days, but it sounds like Disney, Disney Plus lost 4 million subscribers globally compared to the previous quarter. Uh, just things are looking down. They're trying to find a way to turn things around. Comcast. Go woke, go broke. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Join, join, <laughs> they, they might as well not even bother. I'm sorry. But, you know, I, I love Disney, and as, as much as I've loved Disney for more than 29 years now, I have to say, dudes, you, you're not going to be able to turn this around. You know I know why? Because you guys literally thought, well, let's think about this. We're going to raise prices, and you want to know why? It gets worse. Why? Why are we dropping away from this? Well, because you just said you raise prices, number one. And number two, you already you already own ESPN. You already own Hulu. You already own Disney. They don't own what, like don't, what, what more do you need? They don't own all of Hulu. They say they're in talks with Comcast because Comcast still owns a one-third stake of Hulu. And Comcast says it's ready to sell to Disney that final share uh, come January, but it values for $9 billion, so Disney has yet to commit in that same, the same article I read here. They're probably this, going to See, commit, this, this absolutely cracks me up. Mm. Because, well, first off, why would any of these businesses want to you know, step on their own whatever by partnering with Disney? And yeah, Disney is pissing me off because they're trying to buy up everything. I mean, yeah. they, you know, Marvel, oh, all, yeah. all this stuff. But they talk about how convenient it would be to have a one-app system for all these different other apps. Um, I don't know if you guys grew up in the 80s, but it was called fucking cable. Yeah. Yeah. Like, literally... Have you guys sorry about TV? sorry about the language, but I, I'm so tired of talking about this. Yeah. I'm the same, man. Because honestly, if if you'd like Paul or Dale or even myself, like cable, literally without this, like cable, you wouldn't exist without cable, and you still wouldn't to this very day. Your whole streaming platform, and I hate to tell Disney this, but. Without cable, hell, even HBO, everybody hated HBO because of this reason, because they weren't actually funded by a network. They could do whatever the heck they want, and they still get pissed off at them to this very day, because now that they have conformed to the streaming wars, so to speak, it's... It, it, it does get very irritating. And like Paul, I'm pissed about this too. You you already own everything. Hey, like, what more do you need? Hey, Disney, just rebrand as DirecTV. Shit, exactly. <laughs> then, uh, <laughs> Why don't you just read DirecTV? Guys, exactly. Unfortunately, the news does get worse. One last thing to throw in here. Uh, the the, the Di- Disney CFO McCarthy stating that the company is, quote, in the process of reviewing the content on our direct-to-consumer services to align with the strategic changes in our approach to content curation. This is... <laughs> This is resulting yeah, in just, Disney, this is resulting in Disney announcing that they are they are going to be removing some of their content. They didn't I say how it. much or how little, and as a result, they will have to pay an an impairment charge of anywhere from one point five to one point eight billion yes billion dollars because they will be removing content for more strategic curation. Why so, you strategic you, cura- no. 
censorship yeah, exactly. and wokeness. Yeah, exactly. Like, come what? on. Dude, you, you, you expect me or expect anyone for that matter to believe that now because of censorship and like Paul said, wokeness, you, you think anyone's going to believe that crap? Come on. You, you, you put rated R stuff on your platform and then you just remove it now. You put Kiss of the Dragon on and then you removed it saying it was too violent for you. And then you, then not only the worst part, but this is the biggest example. You literally took three action-packed Marvel properties. That's Daredevil, that's Punisher, that's Iron Fist, and I'll, I'll even say the fourth one, too, because they did the fourth one, Jessica Jones, which are all street-level, graphic, gritty yeah. comic book Pretty much characters. R-rated shows. Oh, yeah. yeah, and you put them on your platform. Even Luke Cage is just as rated R and gritty as the rest of them, and you put them on your platform, and then you canceled all, like, literally, they were supposed to have Barry season after them, season. They removed them all? Oh, no. Not only did they remove them, but here's what they were going to do. So, my friend told me that if you wanted to, you know, watch it on your platform, of course, you can, but then they have a parental thing that says, well, if you're watching this with your kids, you can get rid of them, or you can, you know, edit some of the things that you see on there, because there's a button on there if you want to... I you know, heard when they added them, they had parents controls just kind of yeah. I, I get doing that for for the, some some of the edgier content i get that but then why put it on there netflix was already literally it was because of that that netflix was streaming like like hotcakes yeah. literally and then when they took it off because disney bought the properties of them now they're saying oh well this is too violent now i just thought <laughs> they were going to put it on hulu since hulu traditionally has more of the edgier stuff on there and uh, just, i think that's what they do for some of the marvel netflix stuff that they acquired in other territories that they put on hulu instead of putting it on disney plus i was flabbergasted so, so they put I, it on there so i could see how they would unless they just like you said keep this all under one banner but i mean if it's just one app that you can access hulu as like a, a part of the app yeah and that's where you can get more of the adult content whatever and then disney is its own thing but if it's all becomes one mm. I could see a problem with that, but regardless of either way that they go, I can already see what's going to happen because you said ESPN is in there. Yeah, it sounds like they're considering putting it in there. They okay. said just Disney and uh, Hulu for sure, though. Okay, but so here's what's going to happen: they're going to take control of this, and then if they get, uh, you know, like say ESPN, okay, so now everybody gets the app. Yeah, now everybody, the only way that they can watch it is through this app. Hmm. Guess what's going to happen right before the Super Bowl? Hmm. If you would like to have ad-free <laughs> content on our platform, oh, yeah. it's going to cost you another $30 a month or oh, $40 yeah. a month. Otherwise, when you're watching the Super Bowl, right when you're about to catch a, 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 you know, a touchdown pass, yeah. you're going to see an advertisement for The Little Mermaid. Wow. Yay. I can guarantee you that's what's going to happen with this BS. I wouldn't doubt it. Honestly, yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. You can open it up to all <laughs> kinds of scary possibilities. Because like I said... This this is not this has been done before and it was called cable. Yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah, you, well, you, you might as well be Directv, man. You might as well. <laughs> we'll see how the future pans out, but we want to make sure to give a shout out here to our <laughs> first sponsor of the show for the day, Over Heaven's Cakes, where there's nothing better than treating yourself to some good homemade baked goods, and that's where Over Heaven's Cakes comes in. They have the best. Cupcakes and cakes for special occasions like graduation. You can still get your pre-orders in. I was just talking to them a little bit ago or just a treat. I made my weekly stop in there just a little bit ago. I had a new cupcake they had in the rotation today. Peanut butter and jelly cupcakes, and they live up to their name. Really good stuff. 
If you're a business owner and want to treat your employees, uh, make sure to check out their monthly employee discounts. So Oprah Heaven's Cakes are located on the north back side of the Grand Cities Mall, open Tuesday through Friday from 10 to 4, and on Saturdays from 9 to noon. You can call them up, 701-757-CAKE. That's 701-757-2253, or email Cakes at yahoo.com. Be a beautiful cupcake and a world full of muffins. That's O for Heaven's Cakes in the Grand Cities Mall. If you're looking for a cake job, well, O for Heaven's Cakes is hiring. Make sure to stop in there for employment opportunities. All right, guys. So moving on, got our only real major featured review of the show today. And this movie came out about a month ago. It's, uh, I guess, you know, we're just talking about Hulu. It's a Hulu original, The Boston Strangler. You guys remember much about the Boston Strangler murders that were big in the 60s? Oh, yeah. I remember he was a huge commodity in the 60s. Heck, next to Son of Sam and the rest of them, hell, they were, they were big-time killers in that time. Big-time serial killer mo- murders. This movie is all about... Oh, I was thinking Jack the... Isn't Jack the Ripper? Wasn't that supposed to be, like, the very first serial Sir- killer? Because that was, like, in the... Eighteen hundreds or something. When, I think he was late eighteen hundreds, right? He, I, I want to say almost yeah, early to late eighteen hundreds because he had started his career through that, the early. That was memory. Jack the Ripper, though, right? Yeah, that was Jack the Ripper. Because that, that's what when I heard Boston Strangler, I was thinking Jack the Ripper. Mm. But okay, so Boston Strangler. Yeah, this was out in the sixties. Yeah, yep. this was in the sixties. Yeah, okay, yeah, sixties in Boston there, and uh, this movie is. And also, I forgot to mention too, if people are watching live, one here, you have to say questions or comments about any of the stuff we talked about so far, news items, the Disney Archer stuff, or any of the movies we're talking about. Make sure to comment or send us your questions in the chat, live chat, GFBS channels on. Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, or call or text it in 701-213-0863. But yes, Boston Strangler, yeah, it's pretty much uh, Loretta McLaughlin. She was a reporter who first connected the murders and broke the story of the Boston Strangler to the uh, the Record American newspaper in Boston. And it was like the third, like the third uh, biggest newspaper in the Boston area. So yeah, the Boston Globe, Boston Herald. Mm-hmm. They were the more bigger and popular ones. They, but she, you know, this third paper was the one that did it. So she and Gene Cole challenged, uh, just kind of worked their way up the ranks to break this story in the 1960s about the Boston's most notorious serial killer. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it's kind of interesting too. So you have Kira Knightley playing Loretta McLaughlin, and we were talking a little bit earlier before the show. Mm. Victor, you said it's been a while since you've seen her in a major role. Yeah, it's it, you know, and Kira Knightley, what a what a dynamo actress she is, uh, just an actor in general, because she literally anything she does is so amazing. And I was really surprised, like when this came up, because I had saw it not too long ago actually, and she was just as phenomenal in this as she is in everything else. And I think she's focusing more on you know independent work more than she is in mainstream because mainstream has kind of been ugh, so i can understand why yeah she she's got you can see her just from the movie poster for people watching the video file there she's got the whole 60s hairstyle yeah. down and and i'm always trying to remember because she, she usually has a heavy english accent so just always yeah. seeing her seeing the english actors doing the american accent always throws me off for mm-hmm. a little bit here but i think she nailed it and uh yeah just i i'm a sucker for just uh true crime uh movies Same. just watching them put the pieces together mm. she she starts covering this story on her own with gene cole played by carrie coon and it just kind of and they're you know there's like was it like a dozen or 13 murders yeah and you see them start to happen and she's you know she 
she and Jean, they're going around doing interviews and talking to police officials on the record, off the record, and they're trying, they're getting false leads and just, just putting it all together. It's, mm-hmm. it, and it covers such a wide stretch of time. And it's been a while since I looked into the Boston Strangler murders to see how they all resolve down. It just, you know, just how it all wraps up, you know, it's, I don't want to say I'm spoiling anything because this has been history for a while, but in case you don't want it spoiled, in case you aren't uh, up to key on it, uh, just maybe skip ahead 30 seconds here. But, yeah, they, I had no idea that 12 of the 13 murders remain unresolved today. Yeah. So they thought they got the guy, and then they kind of, there was like a, a reveal where they're talking to him that it was all set up, and he planned the confession just to mm. get a good book deal, mm. just to watch how that all played out, and and it just, I'm like, wow, there is so many layers mm. to this. Victor, did any of this go through your mind, too, when you were watching this? Well, the the thing about, and, and I've learned a lot about serial killers, and, and like Dale, I am a huge, huge obsessive fanatic over uh, crime drama and crime stories, and I love them, especially. Um, and this this, this one, because it was in the 60s, three, like you said, three of the murders were not, they were not very figured out because when he was doing his time in the early 60s, they, he had attacked these three women and he immediately killed them. And it was extremely brutal, mind you. Uh, he was, he was much like the Zodiac, almost like the Zodiac killer of his time because, like I said, they didn't have, and you had to uh, remember, ladies and gentlemen, they didn't have any, like, of the fancy gadgets that they do nowadays. Back then, they had to use their brains and their good detective skills and a lot of, you know, just keen senses really to figure have these the guys DNA trackers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause these, cause these guys were just, like I said, they were mowing through everyone in the city and especially in Boston at that time, which was really, really dangerous at that time. And my dad had, my dad and my uncle had lived there at the time. You couldn't even go outside literally without someone hitting you with a baseball bat. Heck, you couldn't even uh, do your job without somebody robbing you at gunpoint or even starting a riot in the streets. And that did actually happen a lot in the sixties in Boston. So. Oh yeah. Sixties, such a, tumultuous decade oh, with yeah. all the you know vietnam war everything that's a whole whole nother podcast mm. we can get into uh now also vietnam war documentary by ken burns very amazing material there he never disappoints but mm. um yeah boston strangler i i just liked how this works you know Karen knightley just shows how everything she had to persevere through to get through with mystery threats and police uh commissioners starting mm. the newspaper to stop the case or, yeah. or pretty much imply ruining their careers and livelihood and and you know, taking in a toll on her personal life yeah well it was scary like and i don't blame them it like he was frightening and yeah. everyone was scared <laughs> like you like i said you couldn't walk outside your door at night knowing that he would be right there just just to get you like that um because he was really quick with his work too and and like yeah. all serial killers they're very big yeah, works. and it, it said in the afterwards there, I believe it was, it says 12 of the 13 murders remain unresolved. The guy they accused and eventually locked up for it, they said they eventually found DNA evidence linking him to yeah. one of the 13 murders, mm. but uh, they said the other 12 remain unresolved. But yeah, I give it a recommendation, especially if you like, you know, true crime, just, you know, like, if you're like me, love watching them put everything together. Mm. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, critic aggregate, 68%, audience, 73%, so solid scores there. Uh, I like it. It definitely won me over, so yeah, and you can find it on Hulu. It's a Hulu exclusive. Uh. So... We'll move things along here to Victor. You said you got a whole boatload of Marvel and DC and just general comic book updates for us, right? Yes. Uh, so th- this was crazy because I had actually found this out. Um, it was on my feed, and it literally was just popping up on my feed like nonstop. Uh, so they're doing another season of Loki, uh, which is the second season. They haven't really confirmed when it is coming out yet. Um, 
Now, I don't know, um, and for those of you who have not kept up with the, the trial of, uh, of uh, Mr. I can't even Jonathan say Majors. There you go. Jonathan Majors, excuse me. Uh, obviously knew his name, just brain fart here. Um, but yeah, if you haven't kept up with the, the trial of Mr. Jonathan Majors, um, they have not confirmed, uh, nor have they denied uh, his innocence yet. Uh, they are still working on that. So Majors that, is still maintaining his innocence, though, right? He is still maintaining his innocence. Uh, he says that he has done nothing wrong. Um, Again, I think this is just like the Johnny Depp case, which uh, is just really crazy because, again, he was just at the echelon of his career, like nonstop back-to-back hit after hit. And literally this pops up out of the middle of nowhere, um, which shocked me. And I know it shocked all of you guys. Uh, but, yeah, yeah well, they, they haven't confirmed this yet. So, well, like I said. I think the main thing to keep in mind, if I can just, if I can just interject this real quick, Victor, is this all just broke, what, a month, maybe two months ago? Yeah. And if it's going through the whole legal process of interviews and questioning and all that, it's probably going to take several months for him to get through yeah. all this and until, get an actual and, verdict. And, until they get through the second season of Loki. Yeah. yeah. Because, Honestly, because I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if Marvel and them mm-hmm. are paying a bunch of money mm. to these attorneys and everything or whatever and saying, drag it out. We, we need to yeah. postpone this court case yeah. until this season is mm. done. Mm. And then we can go on because if it's an active investigation, mm. nobody can ask any questions or do anything. Yeah. And so we're just, we, we just need to roll this out until mm. we get the second season of Loki done. Cause we already started and we're going to lose millions of dollars yeah. if we don't. Well, and they had talked they and a lot of people don't know this, but behind the scenes, and like Paul had said, even too, um, what they will do is they'll talk to the cast and crew. Now, obviously, they don't know him very well, like personally, but they'll do the whole, like I said, investigation thing, and they'll ask people, like, "Did you know this? Did you see this? Have you, you know, witnessed so and such?" And of course, they're going to deny, 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 deny until the day they die. Honestly, and this is, th- th- like I said, be, and like Paul said as well, they're going to keep denying until all this stuff is done. And so, as long as they keep dragging it out, and things are going to get done in the shadows a little bit they're gonna keep you know bribing you a little bit with that cash just to say hey can you just uh so not let this slide you know like the johnny depp thing and amber heard thing they they opened a a door to something that can be very terrible oh yeah no because uh people talk about actors and how good they are at acting Mm. well then when they broadcast these court cases yeah people are like all right let's see how good of an actor you really are yeah you know because now this is real life. Like, yeah. if you don't put on, like, if you don't, if, if you're such a Oscar winning actor, yeah. you should be able to <laughs> not go to prison. Mm-hmm. Paul, and, didn't you say you saw a, a decent amount of those uh, Depp and Heard uh, oh, trials? Or? Yeah, I saw. I watched a lot of it. And what was yeah, it like I mean, taking those in? It was fun. It, it was almost comical because, I mean, I in my know. in my perspective, I could see Amber Heard trying to act. Like she was the victim and she was just failing miserably. Yeah. And Johnny Depp just did not give a shit that he was up there. No. He was just, I'm Johnny Depp. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, I just saw these two. Oh, yeah. And, and like Paul said, they're hilarious because, again, Johnny Depp, Johnny Depp seems like the guy. And if you've ever seen him in any movie or just seen him in interviews, he just does not care to be there. He, like I said, he's Johnny Depp. He's just like, yeah, I mean, but he, I'm there. But you could tell he wasn't. Acting, no. He, I, I, at least, at least in my opinion, he didn't seem like he was yeah. acting. Amber Heard looked like she was acting. Yeah, like, you know. I, so basically, it's truth and lying. Yeah, which acting is 
essentially lying. Yeah. And, you know? and then <laughs> mo- most of it can be truthful. If, you, if you're that kind of actor, like method actor, that's a different story altogether. But yeah, it's, it's really all about lying. And if you're not good at lying, you might as well just throw I, yourself in the shark. I, 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 it it kind of reminds me, I think it was night at the museum, like the second one, I, but it had um, Hugh Jackman on there. Mm. And so he was about to like get in a fight or something. So he went into like his Wolverine thing, and they were like, well, "What are you doing?" And they, and they were like, that's, "That's what he does when he acts like he's angry." But it was just thing. Hugh Jackman. He wasn't actually Wolverine. He was just yeah. Hugh Jackman on stage. But he like put his arms down, like his claws came out and everything. And they're <laughs> looking at him like, um, is, "Is that how you fight?" <laughs> just Hugh Jackman. That's his action pose. Yeah. I remember. I remember they had talked to it because a lot about. Uh, marvel right here it's it's really crazy how they've always covered up a lot of the crazy things and i i knew immediately once they were done with all this it it just blew my mind because again um this was just this isn't the first time this has happened guys this has been many legal actions against marvel for example toby mcguire who is the biggest example uh during the second spider-man movie uh they went back to back on this so he had they had literally he had broken his back. Oh yep, yep. During one during one skirmish. And this was this was actually during so the scene you'll see like he falls on a car, bam, literally hits himself. And then literally he broke he literally broke his back for real. This isn't fake. He broke his back. They had to get surgery and they pro postponed the movie. Now Sam Raimi had nothing to do with this. He's like, I want my actors to be good. Just do what you have to do and then come back if you're if you're good to go. Well, when they were done, literally he they had kind of messed with his contract a little bit saying, well, because you went away for so-and-such and and we have to, you know, get this done in so-and-such days, this is what's going to happen. We're going to have to cut you a little bit, you know, but he was pissed and that's why he had to be a gambler to get off his gambling debts and such. And so Marvel, Marvel's not very pleasant with their actors, especially with their movies as well. So, so so many directions that can go. Uh, Was there uh, anything else for the giant majors? Any other updates or you said you had other comic book updates? Yeah. Um, and, and there will be another, uh, like I said, I'm really excited because it's coming up really soon. You guys like really incredibly soon on June 16th, uh, the flash movie, please get ready for it because I'm getting ready for it. And I'm going to put on my Batman cowl and just get nuts with it. As Michael Keaton said, you're gonna Michael Keaton it up. Yeah, I'm just gonna go nuts, literally, because I'm, I'm seeing super- the posters are just focusing straight on the Keaton Batman, yeah. the Batman mobile, and at the bottom, like, oh, there's Ezra Miller's eyes. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> and then I'm I'm really surprised again because there's posters like nonstop, and it's just Keaton, 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 and there's there's Ezra Miller like in the background. It's like, yeah, we're just not gonna pay attention. To yep. So it's it's pretty pretty obvious we don't care about him. Yeah, it's funny watching how this is all playing mm. out. I'm definitely looking forward to the movie to all the cameos and the yes. smaller roles from all the various you know characters are bringing back from the past it's going to be it's, it's going to be a riot yes and not only that but speaking of johnny depp he is saying he said at cans uh he has done it he's done with hollywood literally he wants to be done he doesn't want to be a part of hollywood system anymore and he just wants to be done uh so i'm not really surprised by that and i, I know you all shouldn't be surprised by that as well because hollywood is really just screwed themselves over plenty of times so he just wants to be done and he wants to do his own thing so good on johnny depp and doing what he wants to do so so what other comic book updates do you got for us um the the other one which is really nuts um so they're already talking about the fantastic four 
and I'm really excited. Um, now they haven't made any crazy, you know, changes or done things more yet. More like speculation going yeah, on right now. Yeah, these are more like speculation in the Marvel universe. Uh, so there. Uh, so if you haven't seen uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, of course you saw. Uh, of course, Mister Fantastic, uh, and of course he is he is played uh, by the always funny Jim Helpert, as we all know him because it's from The Office. Come on, uh, and I really thought he pulled it off very well. Yeah, me too. It su- it sucked though that of course he had to eh, himself out of there, and the reason they did that, of course, was to you know give you a little synopsis, give you a little quick. Well, miss it if you see. What's to come. Yeah, exactly. So you know they're not dead. They're not you know, and there's no spoilers here. This is just another way for them, as Marvel always has done, to give you a quick little taste, as Dale said, of what is to come in the earlier years. So I, they have already like planned the casting of numerous Sue Storms. They haven't done it for Johnny Storm yet, and they haven't done it for Ben Grimm, which is known as Mister uh, the Thing, of course. And they haven't done it for Doctor Doom. That they're literally harping on the uh, Miss Sue Storm, which is known as the Invisible Woman, and they said in the uh, MCU, they're going to put them in there, and they're going to make sure that them, the X-Men, the Avengers, all of them are going to combine. I hope they do it from the storyline, X-Men versus Avengers, because that was a really, really crazy storyline. It was really good, too, and to see Captain I've America... I've never even heard of that. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it was, and this was literally at the cost of a child. So, the X-Men and, uh, of course, the Avengers, to give you a quick synopsis, everyone, if you haven't read the comic book, uh, the X-Men and the Avengers were fighting over this mutant child, and the sake of the, what this child could do. And so... You know, Scott Summers and Captain America, they're just going at it. And because they're such headstrong leaders, he literally was like, you're not taking this child. He's like, you want to bet that? And so you, all you can see is just like him giving optic blasts and, you know, Captain America just blocking it. And because they're, like I said, they're such headstrong leaders, they were just at an all-out brawl. And then Logan had to step in and be like, yeah, I'm going to take you guys, like, out completely. <laughs> Leave it to Gene to, like, literally lift him and just say, no, this is not so going to be So we fight. know what Victor's Fantastic Four movie wants to be like. <laughs> yeah, I, I literally can't wait because I know, I, I know that they're going to introduce not only the Fantastic Four, but uh, Reed Richards and his family. Uh, so he has a son and a daughter, um, and his son is a very dangerous person, honestly, because he can wipe out reality if he wants to. So I'm very excited if they put his fam- like all his family in there, and he just literally just, just cannot handle the mind-warping realities of what his son can do. So uh, Cyclops, what's his name again? Sot Summers. Okay, you said Reed Richards? Yeah, Reed uh, Richards is Mr. Fantastic. Oh, Mr. Scott Fantastic. Summers, yeah. Okay, so uh, isn't um, Cable... The son of Scott Summers and yep. Jean Grey. Yeah. So, uh, it, to make another quick synopsis. So, uh, Mr. Sinister, who was a very evil man, he wanted to take the DNA of Scott Summers and Madeline Pryor, which is a clone of Jean Grey, and make mutants out of him. And of course, when they created Cable, uh, he was di- uh, not diagnosed, but he caught uh, during a war that was going on in the future. Um, uh, a DNA, uh, not a DNA, but uh, it was basically a disease. It was a techno-organic virus that caught him. Now, he does have mutant abilities, mind you. He's a telekinetic, uh, but unlike his parents, he doesn't use his mutant abilities very often. He is very, but he's very strong, he's fast, and he knows how to use a gun like nobody's business, and he can just beat the shit out of you whenever he wants to. He could use his mutant abilities against you, but again, he has all the skills to really just take you on without using his mutant abilities. Okay, th- that, I know we gotta move on, but just really quickly, because so cable wasn't he was actually genetically made from mr sinister yeah 
Because oh, okay. he, he wanted a stronger race of mutants for, okay. from everybody. So it's not like Jean Grey actually like gave birth to him. Oh, she uh, she, she did. Well, she took the here took her DNA, and then yeah, she didn't birth him. But basically, if you want to say yeah, she birthed him, sure, that's fine. But yeah, she he took his her and him is her DNA, and then they planted it into a seed, and that's how the mutant was created. And they did this in the animated series as well. I so, say I remember Cable and Future Wars in the classic animated series yeah. from the early nineties. Yeah, and that's yeah. the only reason I asked that question. Yeah, so. Oh, yeah. man. Good stuff. Uh, Victor, we got to move on. Is there no, anything go, else no. rapid fire you need to get out of the way for comic stuff? Or? Only thing about Iron Man, but I can just do it for quick takes. So. Okay. Yeah, perfect. Sounds good. Um, you know, I did have here, uh, we got, uh, going to give you a little break. I know we got your action figure quarter. I, I got coming up next, but we'll give you a little breather here. I know we got, I, I think we'll do our new releases next, but before we get to both of those, we got to hear from our friends at Churchill Shoes. Hold on. They are, and they are located in the Grand Cities Mall. They just opened up a little bit ago. Churchill Shoes has moved. One of the largest SAS dealers in the upper Midwest is now in the Grand Cities Mall and ready to find you a pair of shoes that you will love. At Churchill Shoes, they measure both feet to make sure you're getting the proper fit. They carry men's and women's styles and offer free special orders when shoes aren't in stock and free in-town delivery. Churchill Shoes has operated in Grand Forks for over 65 years and over 75 years of shoe fitting experience on their staff and can cater to all of your footwear needs. Open Monday through Friday from 9 to 5 and Saturday from 9 to 3. Call 701-772-8256 or online at churchillshoesnd.com. Next time you're in need of footwear, give us a try. Your feet will be glad you did. Churchill Shoes in the Grand Cities Mall. And we are back. Yeah, Churchill Shoes now in the Grand Cities Mall. Make sure to check them out. All right, we hey, are... Really oh. quick, really quickly, I'm going to cut you off before you get into that. Because I got, I have a question for Victor. Yes. So I just had a, a thought. Yes. Because um, I, I don't, I hate reading. Mm. Can't stand it. But I do enjoy comic books, of course. So if I were to read a comic book to my four-year-old son every night, mm. which one would you recommend? Because obviously oh. it can't be too violent. Oh, let's try it. That's that's very true. That's very true. Um, my, my I would still want to be interested in it. Yeah. My <laughs> give him that gateway drug. Oh yeah. Um ooh, that, there's a lot. But my if you want to read one to your kids that's not super violent and that's really action packed, um I would go uh I would go with original Archie comics. I mean, that, there's that, there's that too. That's what my no. dad. That's what my dad got me into a lot early on. That's what he did for me. Original Archie comics. I mean, I, I, I love yeah. me some Arch. I love me some Archie. That's not counting for the Riverdale uh, CW crap <laughs> that's coming out. I blame you, CW. Um, but yeah, I would totally go with anything like. Uh, I would go with Spider Man. Um, and I would go with. No, I, I was thinking like something, you, so, like something that's new, like ep- oh, something so, that's so new. So like I can start with episode one and oh, continue um, on because I mean Spider Man. I mean I can go back eighty years. Oh yeah, um, oh. and well, and the reason why I don't bring anything new into the table is because, I mean, not that there's anything that not that there isn't great anything that's new because there there is. Um, I would, s- or something that came out within the last two years, so that you know I can oh. at least it's fresh. That that. I mean, I could start reading my X Men Unlimited comic books, but I, I, w- I would literally tell, I would probably tell you Ninja Turtles, just because the, the they've really gone super, super, incredibly great with the new stories. Um, it, they're not super violent, um, you know. They're they're really fun to read. There's uh, Ghostbusters. He likes, yeah, he likes Ninja Turtles. Yeah. So. so if you want to go into that one, I would say if you want to read something new, new, um, because most of the new stuff, like the Fifty Two and uh, the Ultimate, which is 
of really old ones slash modern. Well, isn't there a new one, like the Ronin one or something? Isn't that like the new version of Turtles? Yes, it is, but it is pretty violent, so I wouldn't recommend that. I would more rec- so recommend uh, like Ghostbusters and Ninja Turtles. It's non-violent. It is not, I wouldn't say super technically scary. It's scary on the basis of more in it's supernatural but it's not like super like hellboy scary it's okay. it's scary but it's it's also goofy too and it's it's not only fun and action packed but there's a lot of crazy things that happen with all of them in there and plus it's ghostbusters and ninja turtles man you can't go wrong with that plus uh i think your son will just if he loves ninja turtles he'll absolutely get a kick out of that series it's really fun to read and again Ninja Turtles teaming up with the Ghostbusters because it's awesome. All right, cool. Thanks, man. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Victor, we'll have more stuff. And you can find those at Hollywood Heroes. Yes, Yes, you can. Yes, Yes, you can. You can find those at Hollywood Heroes. Okay, that'll be $30, Hollywood Heroes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Oh, I love love it. Great shop, actually. Right across from uh, one of our sponsors later in the show, River Cinema. But uh, yeah, yeah, great. You can catch your movies, catch some comics on the way out. But going to hit up some new releases here coming out here. Then we'll throw back to Victor in just a minute here for some of his weekly action figures. But here's some of the major highlighted releases this week. New series or new season on Hulu of The Great Season 3. It's all about the tumultuous marriage between Catherine the Great, played by Ellie Fanning, and her husband Peter, played by Nicholas Holt. Oh. Uh, next up, a streaming movie on Netflix launching this past week. The mother, not mother, not Aronofsky craziness. God damn. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 this is the mother. And this is Jennifer Lopez, whose character is only referred to as the mother, plays an assassin who gave up her daughter for adoption years earlier. And when she learns that the child has been kidnapped, she goes back into kill mode to keep her daughter safe. Also starring mm-hmm. Joseph Yens. Gail Garcia Bernal and Omari Hardwick. So, yeah, that's big, big release on Netflix. Wow. Uh, and then also have a new uh, kind of a documentary slash interview on Apple TV Plus with Michael J. Fox called Still, a Michael J. Fox movie. Yeah. And it's where Michael J. Fox reflects on his own life and career as he reveals how he remains positive in the face of his quarter-century battle with Parkinson's disease. Rock on. Love Michael J. Fox, man. So, yeah, you can find that on Apple TV Plus. Paul, I, fu- I saw this one. Figured I pointed out for you. Yeah, I saw that. Season three of <laughs> Ultraman hitting Yo! Netflix. Paul's favorite oh. anime. At least I think it's your favorite anime. No, it's not it. my favorite. I actually, I, I saw that it popped up, and I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna watch it. Mm. But you know, but that's your I, special night anime. <laughs> but I like, I liked. Uh, the old Ultraman way better than this new animated one because mm-hmm. I liked Ultraman when he was like big and fighting like Godzilla style stuff like type stuff. Same. I, I, say, I think you Ultraman. covered the earlier seasons on the show, right? Maybe yeah. like a year or so back. Yeah, and I, yeah, and I'll, wa- I'll watch this this third season. You know, I'm sure it'll be entertaining enough, but. It looks like it's exactly the same as the other two. I mean, I mi- yeah, I'm like Paul. I miss the old '60s version because it, and plus it had a catchy theme song too. And yeah. I liked when he was fighting it like Godzilla style because it made it more fun, you know. Just and I'm surprised that they haven't got into this into that yet. With mm. maybe they will in season three, mm. but I mean, they make a reference to it. Mm. But it's almost like a statue. It's not like a actual yeah. thing. I, I don't know. It was so confusing. I think they wanted to focus more on the people more, at, le- at least from what I saw and got out of it. But it was more focused. Well, on and the it's, people. it's also there's like six 
Ultramans now. Mm-hmm. It's like, why are there so many Ultramans? Like, yeah. come on, there's supposed to be one. And he's supposed to be giant. Well, there's a lot. There's <laughs> a lot of them. It, it's really crazy. Like, if you watch the the movie I watched, like there was tons of them, and they all were working together just to fight like these kaiju monsters, and they were all literally. Um, so each separate uh, Ultraman came from a different universe, and they were all working together, and they all like had because in the original one, all he had to do, like the guy, all he had to do was just like throw the symbol up, and then you just see Ultraman just jumping out with like his iconic ways and he didn't say of course he didn't say anything all he just says Ultraman and then the next thing you know he's just fighting this huge Godzilla like monster and just beating the shit out of him which was awesome so yeah season 3 on Netflix now and then finally we referred to it at the top of the show but yeah Fast X the 10th core Fast and the Furious movie now out well we'll be launching early preview tomorrow and then officially on Friday final not the final chapters I think they said the 11th movie, the one after this, will be the final one with the core cast anyways. You know what You know what I just thought that's really funny about that? <laughs> Is that once they get to 30, it's literally going to be triple X. Accurate. Accurate. Vin Diesel will be 78. Full circle. Vin Diesel will be 78 years old yeah, by I that point. See, yeah. I can just see him just like, like Sylvester Stallone, just as old as heck, and then just literally just like, you're right. Let, just give me a second. Let me yeah. let me get in my car. He's like, this is chess, not PlayStation. Play, play PlayStation. People are like, what the heck is PlayStation? Yeah. <laughs> Very interested to see how Jason Momoa What's factors into controller? this for the major new character introduced in the film and see if, how they mix in Cena again and, and just how they go there. So many directions. Any old faces that bring back. I'm, I'm a, like I said at the top of the show, this is a guilty pleasure franchise. Tyrese just, Gibson is in this one? Yeah. Yep. Last he, time been, I saw him in a, sh- in a movie, he was fat. <laughs> Oh, he's been in all the fast. <laughs> really? He's, he's been he's, in all the fast movies oh. since five. So yeah, he's been in pretty much all of them. Um, and then two. So yeah, so he's been in like fa- two Fast, Two Furious, and then every Fast and Furious since yeah. Fast Five. You yeah, because in the second one, he was a huge part of it because he was Paul Walker's friend, his his character's friend at the time, and then they're all just now. That just cracks me up because I mean, he was like a supermodel type guy, mm-hmm. and now the last movie I saw him in, he was like a dad bod polo wearing guy oh, yeah. and yeah i mean he had a, he had a beer gut like i did yeah because i know he did a movie after yeah because like paul because paul's not wrong he actually was not only a model he was a singer and he had done multiple movies with uh the late great john singleton rest in peace uh and then yeah he was a dad which was weird because, <laughs> again, yeah, I, like Paul said, I, I never imagined seeing him that way, mm-hmm. just see him in these action roles. Yeah, like. Fast X in theaters this Friday. I was hoping it was going to be playing at the drive-in because when Fast uh, 9 came out a couple years ago, they had it at the drive-in day and date. They don't get too many movies there day and date. Usually they're a little late because it's only just one screen, but that was great to see on opening day. But, uh, but you know, that's fine. If it gets replayed there, I may have to try and track it down later. But, yeah. Those are your noteworthy releases for the week. I'll throw it to Victor for your action figure showcase. Well, uh, you guys, I'm like really excited. Like I said, I'm really excited today because I get to show off some of the new ones I did. Um, so I'll show off this one first. Uh, this is my Doctor Strange. I literally bit the bullet and I said I wanted to make a Doctor Strange. And literally I got to. So to give you a quick you know, snaps here. I literally, this was originally supposed to be a uh, Benedict Cumberbatch head. Unfortunately, I, I do love Benedict Cumberbatch. Shout out to you for bringing my favorite Marvel character to life. But I thought the head didn't work for him. So, of course, I replaced it with uh, the Toy Biz head, which I thought was really, really awesome. And the body looked 
kick ass. So I thought, you know what? Let's do this. And of course, he is just as sorcerer supreme as he can be. You can see. I that. love. I love the magical discs coming out of his hands. There. No, he's not. Wong is. Yeah, I thought. I thought literally. Oh no, yeah, right. Yeah, Wong is more known. Uh, even Doctor Strange is known for it as well. But uh, of course, you know, in the movie, Wong is more known for his uh, magical disc that he uh, propels as well as protects the you know the sanctum that they are all in. And of course, I gotta give it to my boys in green. Of course, this scary robot as you see and what you think is like what is this inside of it you know his stomach area that is an utram and of course from I that was kang yeah you all caught well or krang yeah krang. Krang. Turtles? yeah so krang is a part of a race of as he says krang but you can call me krang so he, he's a part of a race of utrams that literally span galaxies upon galaxies so while he was in dimension x it was so crazy he 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 like his race hated him he wanted to destroy the world and so his race literally exiled him and so he's like okay i'll come back at y'all and literally just create my own army and destroy what's left of your planet and which is his planet but they exiled him so he created a race of so his whole people create a race of these robots because they're little stumpy and i'll show you they're just these stumpy little brain guys and they can't move around, obviously. So they had to create robots to help them move around and do all the crazy stuff. And as you can see, the robots are just scary, because they are. Um, and they just look frightening. They look terribly frightening. And they literally will... Like, they're not dangerous, obviously. At least these guys aren't. But once again, these robots, they are frightening as heck. They look like Terminators, which are very scary. And, of course, I got to give a shout-out to... Because Paul and Dale, I know you guys have talked a lot about Punisher. I know Dale did, of course, as well. So I thought, why not make a Punisher figure? I've been wanting to make one for many years. And so I thought, not only this... But also, I have a huge surprise uh, This because I wanted to literally, you know, quick tell this to Dale. I can't really express my thanks for you for giving me this, uh, the book uh, Cinema Selection, uh, or excuse me, Cinema Speculation by Quentin Tarantino, the great him, man himself. I really can. So, of course, not only is this figure that I made such with love, but this is also for you. Oh, and, sweet. And literally, hey, I, know thanks, much, I know how much, I know how much, of course, I know how much of a big Punisher fan you are. So, of course, I wanted to make something that really represented how much you love him. So, of course, I created him. And he literally was a Logan figure that I had. He was an old man Logan figure. But then I thought, you know, I can make him into a Punisher. And so I did. So Very badass trench coat yeah, there. Yeah, and he's got Great guns. arsenal. Yeah, he's got, he's got guns, guns in the back he and Guns everything. in the back. And he's also got a gun, of course, on his belt, if you can see right there. And he's got a gun right here. And he's got a bloody baseball bat. I was going to put Bear Jew on it just for the <laughs> sake of, you know, if you all know that reference. So this is for you, my friend. Aww. Like literally, this is for you, and you can hey, hang him thanks. up. Yeah. You can hang him up there, and you know, make him of your own, of course. Heck yeah. And I actually finally, and because speaking of Punisher, uh, you can't have him without you know his buddy Daredevil, of course. And I actually got to finish my Daredevil, and I know you guys can't see it because it is a little bit small and it's blended in with the red. But I actually got to put the symbol on there. I literally found the symbol and I put it on there. And the of double course, D. Yeah. And literally, I was so proud of it. I was like this is what I wanted and so I'm very excited that I finished it so I mean I couldn't believe it, it took me years to do this but man it was such a blessing to do it and man I just I just couldn't love him even more so 
that's pretty much that's pretty much all I got for you guys, man. Yeah. But, Very cool. Yeah. yeah. Your your dude, your passion again. It knows no bounds. And that is awesome stuff. Can't wait to see what you have for us next time here. Yep. But uh, I, I guess uh, before we keep moving things along here as we wind down for the final portions of the show, we want to make sure to give a shout-out to our last sponsor of the show, the River Cinema 15 and the Shire Bar and Grill. We want you to make sure they are your next dinner and a movie destination. Both are located in the River Mall in East Grand Forks. You can either dine inside the movie memorabilia-laden restaurant, The Shire, or take your meal to the movie you're attending. Some of this week's featured attractions are Rally Road Racers, Hypnotic, Love Again, Evil Dead Rise, and then, yeah, like I mentioned a little bit ago, starting tomorrow, Fast X. You can find the complete showtimes online, rivercinema15.com. Don't forget, Tuesday is $5 movies all day long, and Wednesdays and Thursdays is a five fifty senior matinee special. As you can see in the video behind me, River Cinema has luxury recliners and expanded concessions that have adult beverages, and they're family-owned and operated by the same company that runs the Grand Theater in Crookston. And for their showtimes, you can check out morefamilytheaters.com. All right, so got a couple of GFBS plugs here to make sure we want to make sure you guys know about. Uh, on the GFBS interview this past Monday, Mayor Brandon Bochensky was in the studio talking about his first annual State of the City address from last week at the Alaris Center. On this Friday's Icky Ichabod show, Weird Wrestling is in the rotation where Icky uh, will be reminiscing about the beloved underground MTV promotion from 2006 that was only around for all too brief 10 episodes. Yes, he's going to be talking about Wrestling Society X. You do not want to miss it. Those are just a couple of over a dozen new shows you can find out find by searching GFBS on your favorite podcast or social media app. All right, quick takes. Time to wind it down here and just kind of talk about what else we've been uh, seeing that we didn't have a chance to talk about yet. Victor, I'm going to throw it to you. All right, so... I think you said something about Iron Man? Yeah, so literally, uh, Iron Man, uh, celebrating him another another year, literally another year, um, even though it's been under the radar, I, I literally want to celebrate, of course, uh, the, the, the man that literally brought him to life, which is uh, Mr. Robert Downey Jr. Um, and funny thing, too, uh, just celebrating the character who has been around for years and years and years. And uh, it's just so cool to literally go back and read Iron Man comics. I mean, he's been through a lot. I mean, his armor literally fell in love with him and tried to literally, when he was having a heart attack, his, literally his armor gave up his own heart to Tony. Um, Tony literally made the extremist virus that pretty much made his armor come to him and also was a danger to his life as well. He went through alcoholism. Rhodey had to help him out. Uh, you know, Mr. Stain, his whole family wanted to kill Iron Man. He literally started which was Civil War. So, I mean, there's been a lot of uh, incidents that have happened with Iron Man's life and what he has gone through. And some of his Avenger friends, I don't know why they're still friends with him sometimes because, uh, you know, Tony being the, the billionaire playboy philanthropist that he is, he does get himself in a lot of hot water over the years of being a superhero. But he's still literally one of my favorites. He has been nothing but a huge ambassador to the Marvel Universe. And uh, he's been a, lot of, a part of a lot of important events uh, including uh, the Illuminati, which, of course, is 
Of course, this man right here, Mr. Strange, he is also a part of the Illuminati, which are some of the smartest, if not the smartest minds in all of Marvel Universe. That's Charles Xavier, Doctor Strange, and of course, Black Panther, Namor, and of course, Mr. Tony Stark himself. Although members have quit and come through like hotcakes, they literally are just some of the coolest like ever group ever in Marvel. And so, I mean, shout out to Iron Man because he's just, he's just a cool guy. Been through a lot, but he's really cool. So celebrating him. Very cool. Any other quick takes you got going on? Um, the probably the only one left uh, is really just like I said. I'm super excited for Blue Beetle. I know I keep talking about it because I just I, I the love countdown that. continues. What's the release date? So they said June 30th. Uh, I don't want to get connected to that because over the years if you all haven't been paying uh, hopefully i know you all have been paying attention obviously but then uh if you haven't been paying attention like most of the time uh every superhero movie that we've ever covered on this show they literally have set up dates and like some of the dates you think that that's when they're coming out but bam they literally change it at the last minute uh just to get rewrites and other things you know just so the film is not so crazy when it comes out and you know we can actually watch it in peace august 18th yeah so uh, yeah so yeah so it was supposed to be june 30th but it then like i said don't get connected to the date because it was it comes out august you know so that's why i said it was supposed to be june 30th but then it turned out to be august so yes soon still soon just a couple i know months. i know i'm just so excited for it man because I, I how many times do you think you're gonna see it in the first week two oh, three times oh man just a bunch i want to say like even 10 times now so this is literally like camera itself away and they literally are teasing at the fact that like we'll get to see a lot of people in there so i hope we get to see booster gold in there because i know they're best friends so. all right you said that's all for quick takes? That's or? it. That's it, man. All <laughs> right. I'll just mention a couple of mine real quick here. Um, I watched a bunch of Wrestling Society X to join Icky in talking about it this Friday. Uh, still keeping up with the latest Beavis and Butthead, and then the latest episodes did not disappoint. They got one episode where they're in their modern ages, what they would be if they were to still age since when they first debuted and all middle-aged. And they went to get renew their driver's license after they get their vehicle towed. And, well, they, ro- they walk into the marriage license instead, <laughs> office of the court hall. And, yeah, shenanigans ensue. And then they also get into planting tobacco by mistaking uh, how to do that by planting cigarette butts. Sure. And, yeah, you can see how that all plays out on the latest episodes on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, yeah, more good stuff. <laughs> And I saw the WWE 24-7 documentary on last year's, not this year's, but last year's WrestleMania. It's where they do a real thorough deep dive with all the wrestlers behind the scenes and what just their journey to just right before they go out there and right after they come out from their matches, just getting the rush of the crowd. Some of the big players from last year's were like uh, guest stars like Johnny Knoxville, Cody Rhodes returning to the WWE, uh, Roman Reigns finally meeting Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania and just seeing how that all plays out, catching the pageantry with the putting together the stage, some wrestlers just make, trying to make their mark on their first ever WrestleMania, some of them going through heartbreaking injuries, watching how that transpires, seeing them just caught in the moment. I'm really, yeah. I'm really surprised. Good stuff. Like, I'm really surprised because I know, and Brock Lesnar is just like, as big as that man is, I, I'm surprised that anyone can just walk up to him because I know there was one guy who tried to walk up to him and he literally was like, if you don't get the fuck away from me, man. Like, I thought he was yeah. going to punch him in the face. So. Yeah, I've heard some story. He used to live nearby in the area just a couple hours away before mm-hmm. he moved to Canada. Mm-hmm. So I, I've heard some... Uh, yeah, he's from he's from Webster, South Dakota. He grew up across the street from uh, my 
roommate in college. Yep. Oh, really? Yep. 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 No Gr- way. Grew up in like, South Dakota. Oh, he said, shit. I couldn't imagine trying to be that family because he said that he get invited over for dinner mm. and he would literally drink a gallon of milk to himself. Jesus. In, yes. one, in one sitting at dinner. He was like, Dad doesn't far, surprise. farm boy strong. He was, yeah. he was, he was, yeah, that was how he was raised. And then yeah, he lived nearby in Alexandria for several years, same almost like a decade before uh, moving to Canada. Where they, uh, there's oh, a whole man. backstory behind that too, but that's another story his, for another his, day. His, his, I wonder what his, bro- I wonder if his brothers are just as huge as he is or something. Like, cause he's got to have like a huge muscle, muscular family. I don't know if you've ever seen the Undertaker's brother here. He ain't the Undertaker. <laughs> yeah, that's, he ain't the Undertaker. Well, even yeah, and, and funny thing too, like yeah, Paul pointed him out when we were having our uh, three year, uh, you know, party here. Like literally, he's like, yeah, his brother's back there. I'm like, where? It was like, oh, that's him. Oh wow, he doesn't look as big as he is as the Undertaker or Kane. So I was like, oh, he's smaller than me. Yeah, I was like, I, I thought they would all be tall and such. <laughs> but he's like, oh, <laughs> like literally, he was just walking by, like, oh, okay. But yeah, that's all I got, Paul. Uh, so uh, I finished Waco. That was good. Mom was a sucker for court cases, mm. just like we talked about earlier. So definitely recommend watching that. It's it's it was really interesting how you know you see how they portray the the people on trial as victims Mm. of David Koresh, Mm. not so much as victims of the government, Mm. but it also points out how corrupt the government was in this case and everything. So it's definitely an interesting watch. I would recommend it. Uh, Then I saw that uh, Dungeons and Dragons, which I've been waiting for, uh, was released. I think it's on Paramount. So I started watching Mm. that last night. Mm. I got about... 30, 40 minutes into it, but mm. then I fell asleep because mm. I didn't find it until late at night. But mm. it was really cool seeing like that uh, shape-shifting girl that can turn into all the different animals. Mm-hmm. That was a really cool scene. So I'm looking forward to finishing that. Yeah, Chris Pine is amazing. Yeah, ev- everyone did such a great job in that movie. The movie and, was way better than I thought it would be. Oh, yeah, and especially the effect. Like, you guys, practical effects, dude. You know how I am a sucker for those guys, and, man, did they do a fantastic job at the, them. The only thing that, I mean, I'm kind of disappointed about this now, I get the way that they made this movie, mm. but I would have liked to have seen it as a serious movie. Mm. Yeah. Because I think you could really make a really cool Dungeons & Dragons mm. movie if you make it like Lord of the Rings. Mm. Yeah. But yeah. They, they made this more like Mystery Men. Yeah. yeah. Kind of I, I think yeah. They, lighthearted. I think had to, yeah. just because a lot they, of comic humor. Well, I feel like if they made like Lord of the Rings or like Game of Thrones, they'd probably be like, yeah, we kind of have to dial back on the violence here just because. <laughs> well, I, I, and you know, the reason that I, I bring that up, too, is because I don't know the audience for Dungeons & Dragons mm. anymore. I don't know if kids are even really playing it. So if the audience is... You know, people my age. Mm. I know they're but still releasing new editions still every several years. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, maybe they want to keep it kind of like lighthearted for kids mm. that are still playing Dungeons and Dragons. But I just don't see kids playing Dungeons and Dragons anymore. Yeah, I mean, it's it's few and far between. Because I remember when I played it, it was it was very undergroundish, and it was fun to do it. Uh, the only thing is, like like Paul said, yeah, I don't think kids nowadays they know very much about. The, the franchise that's going on. Well, has... I see at retail stores they do have like basic introductory editions of Dungeons and Dragons that are way cost friendly, so you could buy like a basic starter set that you could play like a mini adventure and get it done in like an afternoon. Buy buy like a set for like was it like thirty bucks? You mm-hmm. see at most retailers, and that you, they have the age recommendation range on there. I want to say it goes as young as like I want to say like nine, ten years old or so, well, okay. maybe. Okay, but yeah. so here's my 
my thought of it. I, I never play Dungeons and Dragons. Mm. I just kind of know about it. Mm. But you know, if you're going to make a movie on Dungeons and Dragons, mm. everybody like wants to get a character that they want to beef up and be powerful. Like, yeah. Whether it's like a barbarian or a magician mm. or something. You know, this is my understanding of mm. it. So why would they make a movie about the weakest, dumbest people in the game? Mm. Like, wouldn't they want them to be like the most powerful wizards, the most you know, most powerful dragons, the most powerful warriors? Because that's what they—that's what the kids are looking for in the game, right? Oh, I'm sure, but then it's hard it, it to guess. Yeah, but I'm, it wouldn't. Yeah, but it wouldn't be as. I, I think in my opinion, it wouldn't be as just as relatable because if you make someone way too powerful and they could do everything, then that wouldn't be very no, much no, fun. Okay, no, my point is. is so in Dungeons and Dragons, you you create your character, right? Mm, yeah. So you you create your character and you try to like level up your character, kind of mm. like a video game. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, this is my understanding of it. No, no, yeah, that's right. Okay. So who would pick the guy that plays the fiddle? Yeah, the bard. Yeah, yeah you know, it's like an interesting side character. You know, some characters, people that play it a lot, you know, just to mix it up. Oh, we're going to try a bard this time around because yeah. they have their own support role. For people who have played D&D a lot, you know, mm-hmm. hey, I want to be a support character, have fun, mix it up for my standard warrior mm-hmm. or magician. So they're, they're like, they have all these many different types of classes. Like, hey, let's mix it up. Let's, someone's going to play this guy instead of the same old, same old this time around. I'm guessing why they did that for the movie is maybe they thought, this is just my own speculation, that, hey, th- you know, this could be a very charismatic type character. Chris Pine nailed it in the auditions. Yeah. You know, he has that leading man quality to him. That's, you know, it's test. I'm, I imagine they focus tested the heck out of it and, you know, it scored very well. Well, even yeah. like Michelle Rodriguez, I know she plays a lot of tough characters. She, and, and that's been her whole career. But I, I know that whenever someone casts her in a movie, especially a movie like, like this, they, they, Bring out the, especially in Dungeons and Dragons, because I know that uh, my friend had done a character where he is, is just as tough and gritty as he is, but there's such a softer side. And I felt like this was like what Michelle Rodriguez was. She was such a tough person. She had this huge wall. But at, when you see her life, it's like, wow, I do feel super bad for her. Well, like, well, and, I, I, I mean, so, you, talk, you talk about focus groups, and, you know, I've never even thought about that mm-hmm. in the making of a movie. But, when somebody brought this to the the drawing table or whatever, they're like Dungeons and Dragons. And people mm. are like, okay, huge franchise, we can make something work. Mm. And then they right after that they say comedy, and everybody's just like, yeah, comedy is the way to go. Mm. You know why 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 not make you know why make it an action? Why mm. make it a you know a, a risky movie? Whatever. Everybody's just like, okay, let's just make it into a dumb comedy. I, yeah. Again, just more speculation on my part. I think you know for past uh, comparison, the. Dungeons and Dragons live action movie from around the turn of the century was I want to say it was like an action comedy also right yeah because they, they made it more goofy and they didn't know how I think most of the people that did the original one like with Marlon Wayans and them I don't think they knew necessarily what this was and then when I think Dungeons and Dragons you know how they portray it on Stranger Things they, they have those elements you know Dungeon Masters injecting you know comedy into their role playing yeah. usually maybe not all the time and then also another reason why they didn't may want to go super serious is you know how. There, they'll no doubt draw comparisons to House of Dragons, Game of Thrones, yeah. Lord of the Rings. Okay. Uh, I, I haven't seen the end of this movie yet, so if I'm wrong, like, don't spoil it for me. Oh, of course but not. But when I think of a movie like this, like unless maybe they just need to remake Dragon Slayer, mm. but you have a wizard on top of a mountain mm. pulling lightning and storms and all this stuff trying mm. to like bring down a dragon. Mm. And so you got this super powerful wizard up there, you know, conjuring up all this magic, trying to bring down this dragon. Mm. That's 
what I was looking forward to with this. Mm. Maybe it's there at the end. I'm highly doubting it, mm. but maybe somebody should just remake Dragon Slayer. And I don't know if you guys are, know what I'm referring to. It's um, uh, I think it was 1983 or no. four. No, I remember. I remember Dragon Slayer. My my best actually, dragon ever in a movie. Yeah, my friend literally showed me that movie. I literally went bonkers for it. I can't just, believe how the special effects for that dragon in that I'm movie look still that one hold up. up I'm today. unfamiliar. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. It's so good. Like in. You think I'm a sucker for practical effects then? Like in the 80s, oh my god. So there <laughs> was, we go. Dragon so Slayer. I'm going to make cool. a note of that. That can maybe be a potential uh, so flashback cool. review here. And I that would be a good one for uh, Icky. Icky, yeah. Like literally, I love like the dragon in that. Like I'm a fan of. Let, I'm going to let you all know on this, like, because this is a really big thing for me. That's why I was so excited because we had talked about this on the show before. House of Dragons. I really wasn't interested in the politics because Lord only knows we had already talked about that on Game of Thrones many, many times with the violence after. But I love dragons. Like, dude, dragons are the shit. And, and literally, the dragons in that show, that's what I was more excited for than just the politics because they were freaking scary. And that's why I love, like, Paul, I love Dragon Slayer because, man, he, that dragon was frightening. <laughs> and it was scary and it was just like... I'm going to eat your soul. Kind of like the one in Dragonheart, except for he's played by the always whimsical, uh, late, great Mr. Sean Connery, of course. Yes. So. Oh, Dragonheart. That's, I, I, got a, I got a sweet spot for that movie. That is a, one of my old favorites from the 90s. Same. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, unless you guys got anything else, I think we're about ready to wrap it up for today. Yeah. All right. And just a reminder, new scheduling announcement starting next week. We are, we'll have our first Thursday episode. It'll either be 1 or 3 p.m. We'll make sure to do a post on social media, let you guys know. We'll be live next Thursday instead of Wednesday. And then after that, every other Thursday from then on out. So every two weeks, we'll be coming back with a new episode of Big Screens and TV Streams on Thursdays. With that, many thanks again to today's sponsors, River Cinema 15, The Shire Bar and Grill, Churchill Shoes, and Oh for Heaven's Cakes. We welcome you to join us for all future episodes every Thursday afternoon, every other Thursday on gfbestsource.com or on just search GFBS on your favorite podcast or social media app. Make sure to support GFBS by hitting that donate link on top of the gfbestsource.com website or leave us a five-star review on Google or your favorite podcast app. Many thanks for having me as part of your day. Many thanks to Victor. Thank you, guys. It's always enjoyable to be here. And remember, the schedule change is not going to make this show any less exciting. It's going to be more exciting, even though it's going to be all mixed up. That's right. More more stuff to work in. More reviews to work in every other week here. Oh, yeah. They're all going to be jam-packed every other week here. Bring, Look, looking forward to what future episodes have in store. Bring the energy like we do every time. All right. And also, Victor, I think happy one-year anniversary for being with us on big screens and TV streams. Oh, you wow. joined us uh, in May a year ago. That's right. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Applause dude, for that. I'm very, dude, I can't be more prouder, man. This, this is really crazy, man. Time does fly by. Also, many thanks to Punch Punch Go producer Paul. Hell yeah. (laughs) And many thanks again for everyone joining us today. We'll see you all in our new time slot next Thursday. Goodbye.